0: It's not just strong in your muscles and strong in your movement on the mat. It's strong everywhere. This is Yoga Strong with your host, Bonnie Weeks. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Okay, y'all, this is for the teachers today because I've been having so many conversations about repetition. And I've been having some amazing conversations on the gram. And I just wanna bring it here to give you a little bit more. And some of you might already be doing this or might've heard me say this in various things, flow, school, mentorship, et cetera. Um, but here I am again, because <laughs> we need repetition. And because maybe hearing something more than once and hearing it in a different way, lights us up, and we finally say, oh, okay, okay, I could do that. So a couple thoughts here. First off is this idea that perhaps if you are a vinyasa yoga teacher, if you teach flow, vinyasa, power vinyasa, whatever, perhaps you feel pressure to come up with a brand new sequence every single time please raise your hand if that is you. And you're thinking perhaps that if you don't, people are going to get bored with your class, that it means that you're not a good teacher. And like, why why are you even showing up if you don't have something unique to offer every single time? Okay, <laughs> so I am a big proponent, in case you didn't know, I teach something called Flow School, where I talk about creative sequencing. I am kind of a nerd when it comes to that. And at this moment, I have a, a online flow school that is going to begin in September. And then I have more in, life, in real life flow schools coming up because I did one two months ago. Well, a month and a half ago now at this time. And transformational, like just super powerful. So y'all, I'm a nerd when it comes to creative sequencing. I'm all in. And, and... I am also interested in sustainability. I'm interested in you not feeling burnt out. <laughs> so if you're feeling like you have to bring something new every time to class, and especially if you are teaching lots of classes in a week, then we can do things differently where these two ideas meet in the middle, your class load and your creative sequencing. And the way they meet in the middle is that. They- You create a sequence and at the beginning of the week, you come in and you say, hey, everybody, I am stoked because this week I have a flow for you that we are going to repeat all three times I am teaching this. So if you're here at Monday at noon on Wednesday and Friday when I teach at noon, if you come back, you're going to be able to hone not just what we're doing, but you're going to move from what to how. You're going to be able to really take in the brain games of how we're moving our body and this creative sequencing, and then start to personalize it and really play with it by the end of the week. Yeah? Ready, set, go. So that experience and really just talking to the people and letting them know and get them on board and you're not selling it as an excuse because... You don't want to take the time to sequence another class and you're feeling burnt out and overwhelmed. No, 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 no. That's not why we're doing this. Does that help with that? 100%. You're doing this because this gives them the opportunity to really learn and embody what you're teaching, right? That's powerful. And on top of that, it also gives you the opportunity to refine what it is you're teaching. And we know, we know that every time you show up to teach that class, you have the outline of what you're going to be doing. It's really helpful if you write down what you're going to be doing so that you can repeat it. And if you show up and you teach that same, we're going to put that air quotes, same class, we know that it's going to come out a little different every time. Maybe one time you're like, oh, I guess I'm throwing in chair pose in this part, or, oh, I totally skipped this part over here. Okay. So there's going to be different wiggles and there are going to be a different message with every time. But you're going to show up and teach that flow. So when you do that, and when you give yourself the opportunity to show up and teach it again, you get to refine how you lead it. And the way that you guide somebody from pose A to pose B, let's say a warrior two to warrior three, like very straightforward, warrior two, warrior three, that can look like so many different things. When you get to cue that so many different times in a week, then you really start to learn how that is cued best for people to understand you as a teacher. And that's kind of a big deal with teaching. People are watching you. They're listening to you. They're literally following you as the leader. And so you being able to be clear and concise and commanding and compassionate in your cueing is really important and if you're repeating this it gives you the opportunity to practice that and it gives them an opportunity to embody it and really both of you get to feel into this experience and i have to say anytime this situation has ever been a part of my teaching depending on different studios that i'm at people have loved it because <laughs> alert <laughs> Those of us who are yoga teachers um, are kind of nerds and we think about this stuff all the time, but people who are coming to practice with us might not be thinking about this all the time. That's like they come to class and then it's gone. Like the, media, the the minute they walk out, they're like, I don't even know what I just did. Great. I Like we could do it all again right now and I don't even know. Like they're not even thinking about it. So just repeat it. <laughs> do it again. And if you teach at several different studios, you can do the same thing. If you teach Monday at noon and Monday at 530 and then teach the same thing if the same labeled class. I would have for a while I was teaching in a studio where I did have a noon and I, I had a noon and a 630 class and I had somebody who would come to both in a day and it was the exact same class and she loved it. So try it out. It makes it so you have less to prepare and you just get to hone that craft of teaching it. So that as a big point (laughs) for repetition and also why writing down can be really helpful. And I know that that requires more prep up front and it is a skill and part of the craft that we can show up in a room and do something on the spot. I'm not saying that that's not important, but if there is cueing and sequencing that you want to really hone and practice like this, writing it down and preparing ahead of time is going to be really helpful. And yes, you're going to have to carve out some time for it. I think that's really important to then identify for yourself. When is that time and time block it and say, I'm not going to schedule any other appointments during this time. This is my teaching prep time. And I'm going to do it once a week. Once a week. That's all. And if you teach, if you teach a slow flow class, right, or a Hatha class, then um, a restorative class, it, it kind of depends on the flow you're teaching. But if you teach a slower class, you can take the exact same flow and don't add repetition within the class. You slow it down, have longer holds, more rest. And then it's then now turned into a slow flow. So talking about repetition during the week. But now let's talk about repetition within the class itself. So one more layer to this is that when you are teaching a flow class, I don't know about you, but I've definitely been in a class where I'm super stoked to finally understand what the teacher has put together for the flow. It's an art, y'all. It's, a, it's choreography. I just went to my hip, first hip hop dance class and we just continually added on to that. And then after class, I did it with a friend and we recorded it. And we probably did it for at least another 10 times. The exact same thing. I did the exact same thing maybe 50 times in that hour, hour and a half. So letting people really drop into it can be very similar within a flow vinyasa yoga class. So thinking about that, let there be more repetition. So like those experiences where I finally get a hold of what somebody, what a teacher is wanting to do. And and maybe we went through it once really slow. Then we went a little bit faster. And then the third time we did breath pace, but then we set it down. Ah, like I was just getting it. I truly, I truly encourage you to try on teaching it five times per side, at least. So like shoot for that instead. So the first time of each side is really slow. You're going to teach those poses they need to know where to go and then the second pass then maybe a little bit faster and i tell people that we're going to move a little bit faster it might not necessarily be telling anybody when to breathe in or out or i might say on your next inhale go here exhale here and it might but that's a bigger break between i'll say on your next inhale go here and then we'll hold that for a minute and then i'll eventually say exhale here So it starts to put in their brains where the breath cues are going to be, because I'm interested in teaching to breath pace. I'm going to have to do a whole nother podcast on breath pace and what is breath pace and and etc. So that will be something different. But I really want to go to breath pace where I'm I'm cueing one breath or one transition per breath. And so letting and that can be a place where students can just play with it on their own. And it is definitely a skill to teach breath pace, just like, mirroring is just like anything is but when you get to that third pass then perhaps you're you're leading more breath and then let people do it again and again like let them do it two more times aside, so they really start to be like oh yeah I finally just got it like it feels so good <laughs> to like solve a problem and so we arrive in class and we're like what am I even gonna do I don't even know and we just show up trusting the teacher and then once we start to get a hold of, like, oh, this is what we're doing, then it feels really exciting because it feels like we're part of the experience, and we get to try it on and interpret, interpret, and that sound word sounding weird now. Interpret <laughs> the the sequencing for our bodies and personalize it. And you can encourage your students to personalize them. And with more repetition, there's more space for letting people try a different type of pattern or transition out. So all of those things, and then if we back up a little bit and say, okay, I'm gonna add repetition in the class. I'm going to repeat that same class for an entire week, I'm going to tell my students that I'm going to do that and why it's going to be helpful for them. And I'm not apologizing, I'm owning the hell out of it and it's gonna be helpful for them and it's actually gonna be helpful for me. There's less you have to prepare in a class if you teach more repetition. If you repeat a flow five times per side, that's 10 times, that's less that you have to remember because you're gonna be repeating that for a good chunk of time. And we all know that as teachers, you got to remember a lot. Zoom out a little bit more, that if you write this down, and if you put it on your body and in your brain this many times in teaching it, you're going to be able to come back to it. And You'll say in three months, you're like, man, what am I, what am I teaching? And you say, oh yeah, that one class. People will have forgotten about it and you can go back to it. You can pull from it. You can make notes at the end of class, be like, oh, this totally worked, this didn't. You can refine that as you go. Okay, this was like crash course (laughs) in repetition. But this is where I have landed at this current moment. And, you know, my teaching practice changes constantly. And specifically for teaching flow. This is where I currently feel like there is a lot of benefit. This is how I practice and how I have personally practiced for a long, long time, like years. This is how I personally practice and is how I've been finally able to translate that and find this this mixture of my personal practice with how I am teaching. And the feedback from folks is that they really enjoy that process. And depending on the flow, it can be quite demanding, right? Repetition and having more times that you repeat something might get easier because there's less brain games, right? Your brain doesn't have to maybe think as much because you start to understand where you're going. But repetition might mean that you are like, wow, I'm doing a lot of lunges. So that's gonna be like more demand on the body. So being aware of your population that you're teaching is gonna be really important. So I took that same flow and turn it into a slow flow, then I'm going to repeat it way less. Maybe I won't do any repetition at all for a slow flow. And it's just longer holds, chilling a little bit, and then finding a little bit more hold if I'm just like, okay, we're just gonna hold a lunge here. That's different than repeating it a lot of times. So you're going to have to use a little bit of discernment with how that works and play with it. Nobody's expecting you to be perfect and they are hoping you'll be compassionate and clear and tell them what to do. They're showing up and trusting you and that's a really big gift. Hmm. From teacher to teacher... I know the work that this is. I know the heart and the passion that you bring to it. I know how nerdy you are. (laughs) I'm right there with you. And if this feels overwhelming for you, if you're like, man, I would just love to talk to Bonnie for an hour and let's like talk about sequencing. Let's talk about these things. I am here for that. Just an hour. Just sign up. I'm going to add a link in my bio in the notes in the bio of this um, the, the notes of this podcast episode. So you can click on that. If you're like, I just want to talk sequencing and talk about leading a class, talk about storytelling and how to like weave all this whole experience together. Like, send me a message. Like, let's sign up. Like I'll put the link there, book an hour time with me and It doesn't have to be more than that. Of course, I offer mentorship on longer term and and flow school experiences, but it can just be an hour or two if you want to have some specific questions answered to you. You're doing amazing. You truly are. Thank you for the way that you show up and the way you stay a learner as much as a teacher. And let me know if I can support you in this journey. Until next time.